episode 299. Thank you all for listening to episode 298, Heck in a Cage. I am Montes T. Baggins, here with my co-host. Recording in progress. Liam McBoyle. Thanks to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram, at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Wear Clothing, who just provided us with these shirts for episode 300, which is dropping on Sunday, happening this Saturday. If you're in town, stop by Waterville Event Center. We got pizza. We got fun with the grownups. We're, of course, going to be there. Stat Parrot's going to show up. You may see some other familiar faces, but just dropped us the Wolfpack edition of the shirts. Looking badass. They're black with the red. Got the episode 300 logo on the back. We're looking forward to that. We've got a few giveaways happening on Saturday at episode 300, so be sure to stop out if you can. If not, we're just going to end up uh, giving away shit to the grown-ups, I guess. And bring some girls, too, <laughs> of the dancing variety. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, thank you again to Brandon. He gave us a great deal on all the shirts. We appreciate him very much supporting the show. Looking forward. I wish he was in town. He's actually out of town pretty much every weekend in the summer. They they go up to the cottage. But check him out, allworkclothing.com. Mention Overline Sports Podcast. He will hook you up like he hooked us up. Maybe not as good, but he'll definitely get you a deal. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not. We're going to go with Spokane, Washington. Here it's hot as shit up there. Yeah, a little warm. They couldn't even do the Olympic track and field trials because it was so damn hot during the day. They put it into perspective, like the 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 temperature it was, uh, and compared it to what it would be here if our temperature was up that high but above average, it would be 129 degrees here. That'd be all right. I wouldn't yeah. mind. <laughs> as long as it's not humid, right? <laughs> Just stay inside. Cool somewhere, I'm fine. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Wear a hat. Go outside. Yeah. I say, man, drink some water, get some Gatorade, some Pedialyte. You'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Pedialyte. There we go. Uh, so thank you to Sean. He is in the midst of doing a lot of business right now for the summer. And come, the fall is right around a corner, and they're going to be doing some, some fall aeration. They're going to be doing some things with that. And, of course, the fall cleanup. But right now he can help you with all your landscaping needs. Maybe you have some demolition needs, or maybe you just need him to pick up some junk. They'll do it for you. They'll haul it away. So get in touch with Sean, 419-704-5471. Thank you to Sparty Steve. Paid for the venue for episode 300. Paid for, or he is paying for the pizza that is going to be provided. So, yeah, if you show up, you got a smorgasbord of pizza that is available to you. If not, more for us, whatever. There's going to be beer there. Crandall's might be paying for it, or the or the uh, Over the Line Sports podcast might be supplying it. I know we're supplying the liquor. It's over here. I got, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and eight bottles, nine bottles maybe, going to, oh, wait, I forgot these four, five. So 13 bottles are going to be there. So if you Ooh. show up, you can get uh. some drinks. We'll have everything ready for you. And again, don't forget Parrot's going to be there. So again, thank you to Sparty Steve for everything he does for us. Biggest financial supporter of the show. Basically our biggest sponsor. He is the man. We couldn't do it without him. And last but not least, we couldn't do it without this guy either. Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. And you shouldn't be without book in hand. Dating sucks, but you don't. If you don't have it already, you're already missing out. You're behind the times. The bar's already open. Them, them women or men or whatever you're into might already be gone because you haven't gotten the book. People already got a head start on you. 
So it's probably best that you go to Amazon right now, go look up Dating Sucks But You Don't, buy the book, support Connell Barrett and his book. In the meantime, get to datingtransformation.com. Been off for like a year and a half with COVID, haven't been able to go to the bars, but with everything opening back up, you need to get there, get that game back going so you can get back out to the bars and pick up whoever, whatever you want. Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com, amazon.com, dating sucks, but you don't. But if you if you don't want to go to Amazon.com and you think you're good enough for trivia that we're going to have, we might have a few questions. I think we're giving away a few books on Saturday. Uh, but Cody said he's he's hoping to win one of them. He already has one, but he needs one that he can use because the pages are all stuck together. So he needs a new one. So if you can come beat Cody and try to – copy. That was poor, poor choice of words after the whole <laughs> page is stuck together. You can literally beat Cody. <laughs> Come to the show. All right. We got uh, PGA, man. What happened last week? Man, there was like a 77-hole playoff, it felt like. God, I didn't think I was going to catch the whole thing. But Travelers Championship, um, you know, came came down to the end. Um, Harris English and Kramer Hickok, who, by the way, I mean, Harris English has won on tour a few times, but Kramer Hickok, um, he's about 50-50 on made cuts this year. So, you know, he's fighting for his tour life in this event. Um, ended up birdieing the last hole along with Harris English. Both of them birdied the last hole to get into a playoff. The playoff went eight holes. Oh, my God. It felt like death watching it. They all parred the first seven. Harris English ended up making a birdie on the last as Hickok made a par to end up winning the tournament on the eighth playoff hole. But my goodness, it was, uh, it took forever, but it was a good tournament. And it was a good end to it. They both were making just some absolutely clutch putts. I mean, six and seven footers for par for Hickok, who's never won on tour and Harris English handful wins on two or three, maybe a lot of uh, nervy putts being made at the end of that. But even though Hickok did get uh, second, I think that gets him into the open championship. Um, and also had a nice $800,000 payday as well. So not a bad gig. The kid's good. He's just, he's young. He's got his time. He was, um, he's, I think he was Spieth's, I want to say he was Spieth's teammate at Texas. I'm pretty sure is what they're saying. Um, so that was, um, you know, he's got that pedigree there. He, he's played good golf. So other than that, it was pretty good. Leishman made a run, shot 64 on Sunday. Um, he made a run at it. Kepko was top five, had a good week as well. I think Bryson was in the top 20. Um, and then our guys, um, Brand or Dub and, and, and Gray both had Cantlay, who finished tied for 13th. I had Paul Casey, who shockingly finished 36th, because why not? That's what Paul Casey does when, you know, it's his turn to do anything in a tournament. Um, Strillman missed the cut, man, missed it by one. I was shocked to see that, absolutely shocked. So after Cody's great run of uh, six top 30 and belows in a row, he's now missed two straight cuts. And uh, Bubba Watson was up there for a little bit, kind of choked on Sunday. Didn't Couldn't keep up with him. So ended up finishing 19th for the old parrot. This week, they are going – well, they're here. They're in Detroit. They are in Detroit. Rocket Mortgage Classic. Hopefully the weather holds up. It has been just rainy and shitty the last couple of days up there. Um, so hopefully we get some good weather this weekend. So these guys can go only has played this tournament twice. This is a third time last year. DeChambeau won, um, and two years ago in the inaugural event, Nate Lashley won by six and DeChambeau won by three. So, so far 
maybe the uh, maybe we'll get a playoff first ones by six, next ones by three. Maybe um, we'll get a tie going into Sunday. But Bryson is playing again. He's uh, obviously the tournament favorite, defending champion. So he has the strength to over well overpower this course as he did last year. And I think shot twenty three under was the number. So uh, a lot of birdies, a lot of birdies. I read something that he like overpowered the course that whatever they were doing to keep track of his distances, it like couldn't do it because he just kept going further than they thought. So they couldn't keep up with what he was doing. Yeah, this was, um, so this was the third event after COVID, I think last year, um, third or fourth event. And this was during, you know, cause he bulked up over COVID. So he came back bigger and this was one of the first tournaments everyone realized, Oh shit. Uh, Bryson, Bryson can hit the ball and he's been doing it ever since. So yeah, defending champ, betting favorite. He's not going to be a pick at all this week. He should finish top 10. Uh, I bet a top 10 pick for him is probably, you're probably not even getting money off that. So um, yeah, it, it should be, it should be a good week as long as the weather holds up here in Detroit, but um, should be a, should be a pretty good tournament. And uh, so Dub took, looks like what, Jason Kokrak? Jason Kokrak, yep. I don't even no. remember who I took, but we're going to find out here shortly. <laughs> I think I took Webb Simpson. I did. I took Webb Simpson. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, he hasn't really been playing too hot, but, I mean, he's been top 20, top 30. As long as I get there and Jason Kokrak misses the cut, I can get back in the lead. Yeah. <laughs> I was um, I was rather impressed by the field this week. Um, the first, you know, besides Bryson last year, there really aren't big names, and there's a lot of big names playing this week. Um, you got Bryson, you got Adeki, you got Webb, you got a lot of uh, a lot of good guys going out there to play in Detroit, which is a good thing. Normally, this has just been kind of like a quote unquote let me up tournament because um, it's in between tough majors. But I'm going to go with um, a guy who finished here. He's been playing some good golf recently as well. Was, uh, you know, top 20 at the U.S. Open. So took a week off. Now he's coming to Detroit where he can score well. I fully expect uh, Wolf to definitely be in the top 10 here and uh, hopefully can get me a tournament win. I don't think I've picked a winner all year. So I'm ready. I'm due for one. I'm due. It's Homa. I did. Yeah, I got Homa at the uh, at Riviera. Okay, so I have one. I have one. So I'm due for another one then. All right, uh, Cody. What well, looks like nothing for Parrot yet, but uh, Cody Bryant, what do you got? Oh, man, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I, I need to bounce back though. Uh, I think I'm gonna try to take the favorite this week. I'm gonna go with Bryson De Champion. <laughs> big, big arm, Bryson. Bryson De Champion. A little bit of the bubbly. Bryson D's champion. All right, we'll see what Parrot does when he gets there. Let's My move over a, to uh, no pick, no pick question mark. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Um, whoever that'll be. Let's move over to NASCAR um, real quick before we get into what happened this past week because we did have two races. Uh, news out of NASCAR today: Chip Ganassi sold his team to Trackhouse Racing which uh, Justin Marks is the owner of Trackhouse. 
Justin Marks used to actually race for Ganassi in Xfinity from 2016 to 2018. He raced 22 races for him. Uh, but I, I think that when I'm reading the conversation, he's, he says he was interested in hearing what I had to say. I think maybe he didn't know how serious I was <laughs> in buying the team. And, and the reason it was serious is a pair of charters. I think we know we talked about charters. You have to have a charter to be able to compete. A pair of charters went for at least $10 million each two weeks ago to have a charter in NASCAR. So in addition to the charters, Marks also gets Ganassi's shop and assets inside the building. Marks uh, declined to discuss terms of the deal, which were completed last week. So Ganassi's not out of racing. He's just out of NASCAR. So they're saying Brad's going to go to probably Roush Fenway is what it's looking like for Brad Kozlowski. So there's going to be some names out there that Marks is going to be able to go for. Uh, he did say that next year Trackhouse will field two cars, one for Suarez and one for a driver to be named later. Uh, he said current drivers, Kurt Busch and Ross Chastain are the leading candidates. So if you were Trackhouse, would you go with the veteran uh, Kurt Busch who's proven himself or would you give Ross Chastain a shot? Well, I mean, you, I guess you got to how do you want to play it? Are you going to be a team that builds and runs or are you going to have a couple more spots or are you just grabbing, you know, I mean, obviously if you're looking for the long term, you're going to go Chastain, but if you want to get some experience and maybe get uh, you know, get a guy in there, have him run your team pretty much and get a couple younger guys in down the line, maybe uh, Kurt Busch is the way to go. Kurt Busch has a lot and he's got a few years left. Um, unless he's going to retire this year in Booth, which is certainly possible. But I, I would imagine that he's probably got a few more years left in him. So I would, if it was me, I'd go with Kurt Busch, just get my team started and then bring in a, a young gun somewhere down the line. But that's just, that's how I would play it. about you, Cody? Man, get a young buck a chance. I don't know. Why not? You know, I mean, I know you want to cry try to get in with like an established driver and kind of build everything back up. But you never know, uh, you know, you never know what could happen with somebody new um, with somebody that believes in them. You know, I mean, you never know what could happen. You get somebody newer or younger and just tell them like, Hey, look, you're our guy. You know, we're not going to look for anybody to try to replace you or, um, you know, take the spotlight from you or whatever, but, you know, we're going to put this on your back and we're going to run with you. And, you know, it could work out, you know, that could be something that works out, you know, well for not only the team, but that driver, whoever they go with. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see who they go with. Um, I don't know, man. It's, uh, they, they were talking a lot about, Ganassi won the Daytona 500, Brickyard 400, two of the biggest races in NASCAR with Jamie McMurray in 2010. And he has a pair of Chevrolets with Bush and Chastain. Oh, man. And Ganassi's teams have, and he obviously, he's bigger in IndyCar. He has a four-car program there. Uh, Six-time series champion Scott Dixon and current points leader Alex Palo. He'll run his organization from its Indianapolis shop next season. The Concord shop will transfer to Mark's, which is where his NASCAR shop is. Mm-hmm. And then Mark's, this is his first season as owner of the new team Trackhouse Racing. And the other, remember, the other owner in that is Pitbull. So they just bought Ganassi. Pitbull and Mark's. 
Oh god. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Not much talent there, huh? Oh god. He gonna be oh my god. He gonna have he's a that fucking car is gonna come out to a theme song every week. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah, it probably will. Uh, and he's planning on moving the team from Concord to Nashville, Miami. Tennessee. Oh, never mind. <laughs> the Music City. But close. <laughs> Mr. 305. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The, uh, oh. How long have I been frozen? Am I frozen? Um, you are, yes. Of course I am. I would assume a couple minutes. Yeah, anytime I feel like I share the screen, I freeze because I can't unshare it, which we'll deal with that in a minute. But uh, to get into the rest of NASCAR, what happened at uh, Pocono? A lot of big shit happened. I didn't see Saturday, but I know you kept us the play-by-play. Yeah, it was a good race. Uh, both races were good right um, Saturday, Larson absolutely dominated the entire race. And he blew a tire on the last lap, hit hit the wall in turn three. Um, and Alex Bowman, who was second, ended up coming around winning the race. Um, Larkin's ninth <laughs> after hitting the wall lap. That big of a leap. Um, I think he had like a four-second lead at the time. Uh, ended up hitting the wall and and uh, getting Bowman the win there. And then on the Sunday race, um, it was probably one – it's one of my favorite ones. It, it can't, ended up coming down to – um, ended up coming down to fuel mileage, which was fantastic. Um, and a lot of guys were two laps, one lap short, and had to come in and pit instead of running out on the track. So um, after all that, everything ran through. Kyle Busch had some – he was stuck in fourth gear pretty much the entire race, so they had to get in there and fix it. And with them having to get in there and fix it, he had to pit later, and him pitting later paid off as the four guys who were in front of him all had to get gas. So Kyle Busch ended up coming around and winning. Still had gas for another lap, too, so he had plenty to go. Um, so, yeah, it was um, two good races, actually, for Pocono, which usually they have some pretty good ones, but that was pretty uh, pretty exciting there, especially in a fuel mileage race. Those are my favorite ones. And uh, I, I noticed a stat that Kurt Busch and Larson have finished one, two, five times, and Busch has won all five. Yeah, that's. I mean, Kyle. Kyle is. Uh, he's got some some solid Pocono experience there. But he said Larson should have won, man. He he definitely should have. He dominated that race. But that's what's happened to him. It seems like sometimes this year he's just he dominated, dominated, and then something happens, some bad luck. So that's the only thing that's going to kind of keep him away from a championship is if he has that bad luck at a bad time. Jaw goes. I'm so proud of my dollar store internet. Well, maybe one day, maybe one day I'll get real internet. Yeah, it just cracks me up that I, I have a video going on here. I'm reading through all the stuff, still scrolling, but it just turns on Zoom. It's fantastic. Well, Love it. I mean, if you didn't live out near that damn uh, mine, that coal mine, you'd probably be all right. <laughs> well, that's what I don't get. Like, how come Zoom always wants to spin, but everything else works? I'm reading about Cruz Pedragon, whoever the hell that is, and uh, and then I'm in the NASCAR page. Either that or feed that hamster in that wheel. 
Might have to. Run, <laughs> hamster, run. <laughs> Makes yeah, absolutely yeah. no sense. So, uh, so this week they are um, are going to be in Wisconsin, Road America, first time they've ever raced here, road course. This uh, comes up with the road course stretch here. We got three out of the next five races are road courses. Jesus. On Fourth of July, on Sunday at two thirty. Um, yeah, so not really sure what to expect, honestly, because never have seen it before. But what you're going to expect is there's going to be the, the normal uh, the normal guys up there who usually are doing good on a road course. It's Larson, Elliott, Blaney, if Almondanger races, um, you know, so Truex, those guys are the ones to be looking at this week here at Road America. Um, since the screen has stopped sharing, I don't know who has picked who. So, <laughs> well, Eric Almarola, <laughs> I've got it on here. Let me go back to it. Eric Almarola for Dub. Uh, well, I'm first. I took Michael McDowell, who's actually run pretty well in road courses this year, um, and he raced back here in 16. And I in Xfinity, I can't remember. I think he won. Uh, and then Blaney. Also, we've got Ryan Blaney for Bear, and whoever mm-hmm. Cody says he's going to take, I'll plug that in here. Because apparently I can do that here. I just can't do shit on Zoom. <laughs> All right. Fuck. Well, give me uh, – I'll say all, AJ uh, Almadingading. I was going to take him. I thought about it. Save him for one of the other 17 road courses they're going to run this year. <laughs> they're coming up. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, I guess uh, so I can come in and out of this fucking meeting. Done with Zoom. Done with uh, Dollar Store Internet. Thank you, Dollar Tree. I'm going to move on to Dollar General, maybe Kmart. Classy. Yeah. The hamster in my wheel. (laughs) Need him to spin faster. Just get a gerbil. (laughs) No, thanks. (laughs) I know. Oh, God. All right. Uh, So, yeah. Going to NBA because I'm going to try to jump out and come back. All right. I can get into NBA. Um, so we have the Hawks and Bucks tied at two. And we have Chris Paul in his favorite spot up three to one, now three to two. <laughs> uh, playing tonight against the Clippers, tomorrow, you know, yesterday when you heard us. So the series could be over. It's up three to two. They need to close this one tonight. They cannot let the Clippers get to game seven back in Phoenix. Just can't do it. Um, Just depends on which Paul George shows up. Well, I don't think that matters, man. I think what matters today is the Suns just closing it. Need They need CP3. They need Booker to hit shots. And they need Aiton to just be a monster in the middle. And they got a better team without Kawhi out there. Oh, for sure. No reason wrap it up tonight they should have wrapped it up the other night but yeah i don't think booker could see that well out of that mask and he you know is every time a, a player guy breaks his nose you know or has something wrong like you know with their face and they have to wear a mask like there's always you always hear about like how much uh how many problems they have hard you know, to like breathe, seeing out of can't it see. and, mm-hmm. yeah so, you know, and and there's probably the worst time to have a facial injury for Booker, too. You know, like you're trying to close out a series and get to the finals and here you are having vision problems. You can't see through a mask, you know. Yep. So I did see I think at one point he reached out to 
uh, I think he reached out to Richard Hamilton yep. to see, you know, kind of how to play with a mask and, you know, what to expect and, you know, how to adapt to it. So, which is smart of him, you know, if you're going to reach out to anybody, it'd be Rip Hamilton. Yep. Rip played with a mask for 47 years. Right, right. He's probably still wearing that mask. I was say he probably wears it. He's probably wearing it now. You know, he wears that thing to bed, <laughs> like a CPAP. <laughs> Never know when you're gonna have a broken nose in the middle of the night, right? And I, I don't know, man. I think the this playoffs is probably one of the best years in a long time, you know, playoff wise, just of how exciting it is. But I don't think anybody's more disappointing than the Bucks, dude. Like watching that game last night, I've never seen a team play up or down to their competition as much as the Bucks do. Yeah. Is this I mean, I think the whole Giannis injury didn't help either. It's not an excuse, right. but yeah, I mean there's no way they should have dude, this should be a five game series. Like, just five games flat out, like, if not a sweep. But, you know, Chris Middleton's getting exposed right now. Um, the, that offseason pickup of Drew Holiday, like, that's getting exposed. Like, basically, the Milwaukee's whole roster is getting exposed these playoffs. Like, I think they should have – like, I, should, I think they should have fired um, Boonholzer last season. And they could have came into this season with a new coach and and seeing what they could have done. But, I mean, like, Budenholzer does not – he doesn't do anything, man. He doesn't make any type of adjustments. He right. just kind of rolls like the it, ball. Yeah, he always, he just he always seems like – he always seems like when you see him coaching, he just seems like he's confused is what it looks like. Yeah. Like he's it's like uh, – He just looks like, confused. He, he looks like the – he looks like that dad, or he looks like the guy that your mom dates, right? The first guy your mom dates after a divorce. <laughs> and like, like, it, like, uh, and the kids are like bad kids or whatever. And they just start acting up out in public. <laughs> and like, he doesn't want to say anything because he's like, you know, new dude. So like, he still wants to, you know, kind of look cool to the kids and not like make the mom mad. So he just stands there, you know, like, oh, man, what do I do? I'm just kind of confused. That's um, that's about an extremely accurate description of that. Honestly, I, I couldn't have put it better myself. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's definitely um, – he's just uh, – he's just not, not, not cut out for that. He just isn't. So. No, yeah. Like, he gets outcoached by – it's in that he's out coached every series and he just happens to win a series because of, you know, Giannis being on the floor and yep. the occasional like Chris Middleton, uh, great shooting performance. I had to argue with uh, guys at work the other day. Uh, was that yesterday? I can't remember. Maybe it was two days ago. Whenever he had another good game. Yeah. When they went back up and I was like, you know, like, man, he's one holding this thing alive. And I was like, Dude, Chris Milton sucks. Like he's yeah. he's a regular season player. He hasn't 
like one of the, I think game seven or game six last series, he was like two for 15. Right. Middle- and he's not built for the playoffs, man. No, it's just, it's he's like, kind of like James Harden for as much as people out don't want to say James Harden is built for the playoffs. Like James Harden's not built for the playoffs. And mostly because his conditioning sucks. That's all that it is. It's just all these, all these scores out here. That's what people are all thinking. But when you get to the playoffs, right. it's a whole different beast. Whole different. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. what. That's and that's exactly what you're seeing from Milton. That's why, yeah, you'll see one game where he drops 35, but all the right. other games he doing. He's 15, yeah, exactly 20 point. I mean, you know, he ain't doing what he should be. He should be dropping right. 25 every game at least. Yeah, it's just funny, like, when Giannis sits out and rests, you know, Chris Middleton ain't too far behind. Mm-hmm. Like, if Chris Middleton was a true number two, you know, you could leave him out there and let Giannis take that rest. And you wouldn't have to worry about, you know, whatever lead you may have built up with both of them on the floor. You wouldn't have to worry about losing that lead or trying to maintain it somehow. Yep, Middleton just... He just he just ain't the dude, and if they don't have Giannis, it's not for him here. A few games, and the Hawks might just sneak their way right into the finals. Yeah, and then get yeah. swept by the Clippers or Suns. Yep, and but yes. we've said that every time, and it still isn't happening yet. Yeah, uh, but great it, value. The, the problem yeah. the problem is the problem is Trey Young. I mean, you see him struggling now in this series because he's getting defended. This is the first time someone's right. actually. Defense on him. Well, wasn't, exactly. Isn't he well, out or wasn't he out? He didn't play the last game. He was yeah. he he didn't he play the last night. He had a bruise or whatever. Well, yeah, he had but a now, now Giannis is out because my knee hurts, but there's no structural right. damage. Yeah, uh-huh. he hyperextended. It looked nasty too. It, it did not look game. good. It yeah. did not look good. But yeah. I we'll say like Yeah, they're gonna have to get I think the Bucks. What what's going to happen is they're going to, you know, I think no matter what, they're going to blow it up this season. At the end of the season, like you can't, you can't go forward with that roster. I don't know who's going to trade for Chris Middleton, but they're going to get. Yeah, somebody will, but I it just like Giannis needs a true number two. Yeah, I I think I think Middleton would be Middleton would be fit. I mean, you hate to say it, but he'd be fit in another contender to try and be a three. He would almost be good. Um, he would almost be, I don't know if he can play the two, but he'd almost be a good two in LA. I don't think they got it. You know, they don't have that space, but LeBron Middleton right. and Davis, because that's what everyone wants. I'm just saying, I mean, personally, I think that'd be good because then he's got two stars ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, zero pressure. It would only work because they're not dependent on him to score. That's the only reason why it would work. So, like his, you know, 15, 18 points, it would would make a big difference. Exactly. Or even in, good for him. yeah, even in New Jersey, like I could see him being on the Nets. New Jersey, what is this? Two thousand two, dude. They're New Jersey yeah. until they actually win. They ain't Brooklyn yet. He's singing a Keith Van Horn over there. <laughs> they ain't Brooklyn yet. He's not even Keith Van Horn. <laughs> He's more like uh, 
freaking he more like Derek Coleman. <laughs> All right, I, no, you know what? I'm sorry, Derek Coleman. R.I.P. I ain't just I ain't mean to disrespect him. He's more like Kerry Kittles. That's what Chris Middleton is. Kerry <laughs> oh, Kittles. Man, don't be hating on Kerry Kittles. Uh, no, I'm not hating on Kerry Kittles. Like Kerry Kittles was a great player. I but like you know, Kerry Kittles. Same way though. Like if you needed, if you went up to Kerry Kittles and say, "Hey, look, man, I need thirty from you tonight." <laughs> it's a crapshoot if you're gonna get it. You might not. There's a good chance you won't. It depends. Is it December or is it May? <laughs> right. <laughs> if it's December, Kerry yeah. Kittles probably gonna do it. Yeah, I didn't say you go up to Kerry Kittles in December and say, "Look, man, I need thirty. He'll give you mess. mess around, give you thirty-seven, <laughs> just like Chris Middleton." You tell Chris Middleton, hey, look, dude, December, man, we're going to be on TV for Christmas, man. I need 30 from you right tonight. Give you 38. But ask for it in May and June, and you're just not going to get it. I think, honestly, I think what would help Chris Middleton is if he got braces. <laughs> I think his nasty-ass teeth <laughs> burn his confidence down. Oh, no. Come on, man. Dude, don't. Oh. You're making millions and millions, millions of dollars. You're telling me in the offseason you just can't go and restructure those things. Like, that's bad. Yep. Oh, so man. maybe he's comfortable in his own skin, man. Maybe hey, he man. likes who he is. No, no matter how much money you have, them ladies are gonna look at that teeth and they're like, eh, I don't know about him. Look here, man. Scotty Pippen had Larsa. I'm just saying. I want to hear about Scotty Pippen. I'm just saying, Scotty had Scotty, Scotty had Scotty too. going down. Scotty's going down a bad road right now. I mean, calling out I mean, Phil Jackson for being a racist. Well, I, I mean, if you look, I, I mean, if you go big picture, I mean, a lot of people don't really want to acknowledge it, but you know, Phil got so he's got some. He get a little fly at the mouth, and he kind of tell on himself. He he may, but you would think uh, come out with somebody else. I'm just saying. I feel like Horace would have said, "You don't." I mean, there was they had some big motherfuckers, man. I I don't think yeah, but inbounds or anything. I well, I just say he may not be dropping inbounds, but I mean, I mean, being in those shoes, like I've seen a lot of races, like could be you know coworkers with black people. Like you can work with them and still hate them. It'll be interesting to see if anyone else comes out or if someone's just like Scotty. You might you might just want to stop. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, Phil did had a whole like posse thing, and you know the the whole posse thing with LeBron, and he's not a big fan of Carmelo. And everybody likes mellow. I think everyone likes mellow. Oh, no, they're getting a divorce, though. They're splitting up. Who? I'm leaving. Oh, no, no, no. I said, I say, no, no, no. Well, I mean, I've heard that three times now, but no, I'm in the day, like young mellow. A lot of, a lot of people didn't like young mellow. Now, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's young. Mello was that dude, man. Mello, Mello, young Mello, Mello was young. Mello yeah. was a problem. He was like, young. Mello was a problem, man. And well, then, I can see why. I can see people didn't like him, man. 
Well, only because he was honest about what he wanted to do. And I think that's a, an ironic thing about uh, celebrities and sports in general is that, you know, people want honesty from athletes and celebrities until they get said honesty. And True. then all of a sudden there's a problem. You know, like when Carmelo went to New York, like he said, he didn't care about, he didn't necessarily care about championships and he wanted to get paid. And, you know, like that's when a lot of people turned on Carmelo when he went to the Knicks for the money. And it was all of a sudden, you know, it was like, oh, well, how can you go and you take all that money from the Knicks and, and, you know, look at the team, but, you know, like who cared? Like, I mean, Carmelo didn't care. He was honest. He told you before he signed there, he was looking for the money. Yep. You know, I mean, same thing with Kevin Durant. You know, everybody talks about, you know, players wanting to have championships and, and rings and everything else. And the minute somebody does it and they figure out a way to make their job easier, it, all of a sudden it's, oh, well, you should have stayed. You know, like, I guarantee the same thing's going to happen to Damian Lillard when he leaves Portland because eventually it's going to happen. I don't know. I think Chauncey's going to save the day. Uh, maybe. I I don't know. They just, I mean, but what are they going to put around him? You know, that's the thing. Like you're going to have to put something else around him. I don't think Nurkic can stay healthy enough. Maybe, maybe that's where the Chris Middleton goes. I mean, it could work in Portland. Yeah, maybe I could, you know, it might. I, I can see it. I can it see might it. work in Portland or even Miami. I mean, yeah, I think there'll be some moves, but I think, I think Chauncey being there is going to help it out. I think that was another big problem is that their coaching sucked too. Right. They, they've had teams, they've had teams to get further than what they've, where they've been at least in my opinion. Right, right. And they haven't really done it. So you gotta you gotta knock that up to coaching. So no. Oh yeah. I think I think Chauncey going there just saved at least another two years off Billard, would be my guess. I think so. Yeah, now that hopefully they get past all this other bullshit about all the the things back in the day they brought up a couple in the last couple weeks. Right. Just stupid. Which I mean I can understand it, but at the same time, it's like, you know, people still have to grow. Like, it'd be one thing if he was still out here doing all that shit. Like, nobody's perfect. I mean, yeah. I mean, granted, what he did was serious shit. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. And what he did allegedly was pretty damn serious. But, I mean, if he was still out here doing it. You know, I'm just saying personally, when I, when I see, when I see it was filed civilly and there were no criminal charges to me, that makes an innocent person trying to clear their name. Someone saying, stop, like, stop. You're dragging my name through mud. I didn't do anything wrong. Just don't here. You're taking this money. You're not, you speak my name again. I get all my money back. That's how that works. That's how a civil suit is going to work in that case. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes too, though, if you go after him civilly, it's because there wasn't enough maybe to go after him criminally. 
Like, I just think that just because it's civil don't mean, you know, you didn't do it. I'm I'm not I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying that right. when that is seen, it's it's a it's a quick quick payday. But on top of that, why why is this coming out now? Why didn't this come out in 04 when they won? Why didn't this come out in 15 right. he became GM or whenever whenever he went to ESPN? Yeah. Well, yeah, why is this coming too, out now? Like, right. That's my thing too. Like if you you know, you got to have that same energy consistently. You weren't saying all that shit when he was on ESPN on TV, you know, three, four nights a week. Right. You know, keep that, keep that same energy. So yeah, it, it leads you to believe like who's, who's leaking that shit. So when we get to Saturday, the Western conference will be over. Uh, is it going to, is it going to finish in six or is it going seven? I think Suns finish it off tonight. Okay. And then where do you think when we get to Saturday, uh, one more game, game five will be the only other game that has been played by the time we get to the show Saturday. Who will be up in the Milwaukee Atlanta series? Um, If Chris Middleton drops more than 30, it'll be Milwaukee. If he drops less than 30, it'll be Atlanta. Yeah. Uh I, I feel the same way, even if, you know, well, I don't know, though. I think if even if Middleton drops 30, if uh, Sweet Lou performs like he did uh, last night, I think the Hawks might be up. Six, six man of the year, so. Yeah. I think six man of the year for the last, like, 10 years, but. <laughs> right. Has there six been another man. six man of the year besides <laughs> Lou Williams? <laughs> He got to hold the record. <laughs> Six man in the NBA and uh, the man at the strip club. <laughs> yeah, no shit. The year, the year is twenty thirty five, and Lou Williams still six man in the year. Hey man, he was <laughs> he's a good one to come off that bench. My two favorite, I think, would be um, it, Lou Williams and Will Barton, because those are dudes that give him six man of the year. They sit the first three minutes of the game and come in and play 35 minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm at, the, I'm at the point, like, go – I hope Atlanta lets go of Lou Williams. Let him come play point for the Celtics. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> they ain't going to let him right. go. Dude, I think, like, the, the last, like, I don't know what – isn't it, like, the same four guys that went six-man of the year? Yeah. They just, like, pass it on to each other. I, I won't be surprised if uh, – Jamal Crawford comes out of nowhere and wins it next year. He might not even be in the league anymore. The, the um, so somebody help me out here. How the hell do you? What's the qualifications and how long do you have to wait to get into the NBA Hall of Fame? Oh shit! I think it's seven years after you retire, or six years. See, are you sure? Because I had I, no idea in Tom Brady that Chris Chris Bosh is in the Hall of Fame. Well, Chris Bosch played, dude, it's been 2019. Or no, no, no. That's when he retired. Let me back up. 2016. 2016 is when he retired. Okay. And he's eligible this year? Uh, He's already in. Or he's going in this year? He's already in, yeah. I just, I'm like, what the fuck? Well, well, it's the, I don't know. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame. So, like, they, I don't know. Let me see. Maybe I can look it up. But um, 
They, yeah. I don't know, man. Vladi Divac just... got in. Kobe. See, but Vladi. Oh, three years. Here it is. Eligible for the Hall of Fame after they've been fully retired from play for at least three years. Three years. So, three years. There you go. I was about to say, I was like, I feel like they get in so fast. Yeah. Well, they let damn near everybody in, too, though. There ain't too many people they don't let in. Right. Yeah. You just look at some of the people that got in. Well, this past year was pretty good, though. Um, Hell, Ben Wallace is going in. Yeah. Uh, Garnett, Duncan, and Kobe all went in in the same year. Yeah, and that was this year. Well, last year, but yeah, this 2020, year. but this year. Yeah, yeah. How in the world did Montez Harrell win fucking six man of the year last year? What <laughs> shit is that? Who did he play? Oh, he was. I don't know. Yeah, you said what? Because this year it's what? This um, year Jordan Clarkson. Oh, God. This is this is the last this is the last eleven years. I'm just starting eleven because that's Jamal Crawford's first one. Jamal Crawford, <laughs> Lamar Odom, James Harden, J.R. Smith, Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford, Eric Gordon, Lou Williams, Lou Williams, Montez Harrell, Jordan Clarkson. Huh. Well, here Lou let me. Lou Williams and Jordan Crawford have the most at three. So let me back this up. The um. So, yeah, Chris Bosh this year, like you said, Paul Pierce, Ben Wallace. Um, so, Bill Russell's going in as a coach. He's already – he's got to be in as a player. Yeah, yes. he's already in as a player. He's... So, you can go in again as a – what is this, like WWE? Uh, you can go he's in as a faction, coach. as a manager. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he was a Hall of Fame coach too. He was, and he was the, the first black NBA head coach. Hey. There's uh, aren't there some people in the football hall of fame as who who's in as a player and a coach? Isn't Dick in as a player and a coach? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good call. Chris Weber's going in this year. Jesus. Long overdue. Chris Weber should have been in the Hall of Fame. Right. That's a long time. Howard Garfinkel, he's going in. <laughs> that shit's just wild. All right. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how about – I don't know much about Bosch going in. But, I mean, anybody to play with LeBron for that long and, you know, not want to not want to knock his head off, I guess, deserves to go in too. Right. He held down Toronto for a few years. No, I know. I just don't know if it was Hall of Fame, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bosch is going to be in this Hall of Fame. He'll be in the Dinosaur Hall of Fame, and he's going to be in the Synthetic Viagra Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, I man, he can't mess with that stuff, man. Bad for his heart. Yeah, we know. The um, All right, so we got to move this shit on. Stanley Cup playoffs. We got uh, Tampa up one nothing in the series. I know the game, game two is on right now. 0-0 zero, zero still. Yep. Um, I mean, and then the Suns, I see they're up 15-9 on the Clippers currently. But, uh, yeah, that's just – that's all that's been going on in the Stanley Cup final, the two teams we didn't want to get there. I saw Montreal when the playoffs started, like the bets that were on them, they were like 10,000 to one, something crazy to win mm-hmm. the Stanley Cup because they had to go through like a lot of shit to get there. But just wild. Yeah, big, mo- big money on the Canadiens. I hope they pull it out, but – 
Yeah, looking tough. Oh, and out in baseball, uh, you know, Red Sox are still leading in the AL East, two and a half ahead of Tampa, uh, six and a half ahead of Toronto, seven and a half ahead of the Yankees. Just swept the Yankees over the weekend. Um, White Sox, two and a half ahead of the Indians. And look at the old Tiggers. Now they're not in uh, last or second to last. They're tied for, well, pretty much in terms of how many games are out, they're tied for uh, third. But they're mm-hmm. they're they're doing something. They're five and five in their last ten instead of you know two and eight. Houston one and a half up on Oakland and seven up on the Mariners. Nine and a half on LA and sixteen and a half on the Rangers. They 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 done. Um, out east in the NL, you've got your New York Mets two and a half up on Washington. I believe I just saw what Trey Turner hit for the cycle on his twenty eighth birthday. Yep Good for him. Yep yep. Awesome. I wonder if it's the second one, I think. Second or third one? I think it's a second. That's second pretty, one? pretty, pretty awesome feat right there. Uh, Philly is five out. Braves are five and a half out, four under 500. And then the old Marlins are 12 under and nine and a half out. Brewers lead in the central, and it's pretty much the Brewers. And then you've got the Cubs, Reds, and Cardinals all within two games of each other, but uh, six, seven and a half, and eight out. And then out west, you've got the Giants one and a half up on the Dodgers. Best, still best record in baseball at 50 and 29. Dodgers are coming hot, though. Uh, Giants have lost three in a row, and the Dodgers have won five in a row. So Brewers, I see, uh, won eight in a row there, too. Yeah, nine and one in their last ten. Looking good. And then the Cubs have lost six in a row. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that'll do it for you. You know, you, you're basically tied for the division lead. Now you're six out. That's how you do it. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, but out, I mean, in the West, look at that, though. 50 wins, 49 wins, 48 wins. Giants, Dodgers, Padres. Yeah. All I mean, three yeah. of those teams are better than any other team, <laughs> almost yeah. in baseball, outside of the uh, Red Sox. That's yep. fucking wild. Yeah, they would be leading in and every division, or at look, least yeah, besides the well, Red Sox. Well, look at them right now, too. Nine and one in their last ten. Yeah. Same as the Brewers. The old dads. <laughs> the old <laughs> San Diego dads. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then uh, I saw that um, – I don't know if you guys saw the U.S. captain for the Solheim Cup, uh, Pat Hurst, is going to be chipping the first pitch across home plate this weekend at uh, Mud Hen Stadium on Saturday's game. Nice. Don't use any rising or pine tower on it. <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully she doesn't skull it across the uh, <laughs> across the diamond. Yeah, no shit. And those nets aren't going to hold a golf ball like they will a baseball. <laughs> right. Just tell her to place her divots. <laughs> fix your divots lady <laughs> oh man and then i saw i saw an interesting bunch of little stats on larry fitzgerald so if you put just putting his dominance into perspective he has more receptions than calvin johnson and julian edelman combined more receiving tds than andre johnson and wes welker combined and more yards than marquise colston and des bryant combined mm-hmm. perspective yeah, that's that's um, what you call a first ballot Hall of Famer. I guess, but they use some horrible comparisons. I mean, Calvin Johnson retired early. Wes Welker is a slot receiver. Yeah, you know, but he does like have a lot Andre of touchdowns. Johnson had 
like Andre Johnson had the equivalent of like one hot album, uh, his you know in his career, like it was a long career, but it wasn't you know productive all like that. Right. I think it says more like what if Larry Johnson had Kurt Warner longer than he did? Imagine if he had an actual quarterback his whole career. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the best quarterback he had was past his prime, Kurt Warner. So it's a true statement. And yep. they went to the Super Bowl that year. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we got trivia. We got to get that done, and then we'll do both trivias, and then we'll head into the wrestling portion of this show because we got to watch AEW so that maybe I can freeze again in Zoom because that's just how it works. <laughs> I don't even know what the main event is. Is it is it MJF and oh, Sammy Guevara? No, that's gonna, they're 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 going now. It's going to be Hager and Fedor. Told you. Oh God, I thought they were just standing toe to toe, not actually going at it. Well, I mean they're not, but that's going to be your that's going to yeah, be your segment. Fucking right, Jesus Christ. Yeah, because Guevara and MJF are about to be on right now. Well, I hope I freeze and get kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it going. All right. So, updated standings, Bear. Updated standings. You have uh, uh, Gray at 142, Cody at 102, myself at 120, Parrot at 61, Peapot at 8, Wes Anderson at 2. All right. First question. Who are the only two Super Bowl-era quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame who never played in a Super Bowl? Hmm. That's a really good question. Huh. Let me go to the chat box to the whole group, dickheads. The uh, Super Bowl era quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame never played in a Super Bowl. Mm. Mm. I don't know if the second dude's in the Hall of Fame room. Yeah, Tony Romo's not there. Uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Cody. Right. I didn't say nothing. I'm just saying. I didn't say nothing. Fucking Tony Romo. Some bitch. I, I wouldn't hate him, Tony Romo. I'm just saying the year that they pushed him out was the year they should have went to the Super Bowl. My second All right. Mm, that's a tough one. So he actually said played, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Technically, never say anything about Ben too, but Carson Wentz isn't in there, so that's all right. Yeah, and he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback either. <laughs> <laughs> Nor will he be. He's not even a freaking – Collegiate Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> All right. I said only two that I could think of. Yeah, I'm ready when you guys are. I only got one. Um, All right. One, two, three, go. See, I thought Dan Marino played but lost. Like Dallas is one of them. I don't think he was there then. Was he not? Warren Moon and Randall Cunningham. See, I just thought Dan Marino was too obvious, but... I don't think Marino ever went to a Super Bowl. I thought he I thought did. They, I thought they went, like, his wasn't it his rookie year or second year? 
thought they lost to the Niners or something. Dan Fouts and Warren Moon. Oh, Maybe they did. I don't know. Oh, is Randall not in yet? No. Not be in yet. No, he ain't going to be in there. He ain't that good. <laughs> Randall Cunningham ain't going. He had one good year. And he says, yeah, he says, Philip Rivers will add to that list too. Don't forget Romo, Jeremy. So, Damn, Philip Cunningham was that good. All right, it's better to be lucky than good. If the Suns happen to finish off the Clippers and assuming, oh, the, God. <laughs> assuming the Greek freak is done and the Bucks still win the series against the Hawks, the run the Suns would have to a championship would be historically in their favor. First round against the Lakers without arguably their best player in AD. Second round against Denver against arguably their best player in Murray. What? Who's going to argue? Jokic was the MVP. I was going to say, Jokic was the MVP. The best player. Third round against the Clippers without arguably their best player in Leonard. And then possibly the championship game against Buccaneers without arguably their best player in the Greek Greek freak. That's just incredible. It won't take anything away from the Suns as they can't control who they play, but it's very fortunate. Have a good one and an amazing 300th episode. So, so what, so what you're say? telling me, Did... though, is they played against the best player in basketball, LeBron James. They played against the MVP of the league. And they've played against a team who's been in this spot the last, like, five years running. Right. Uh-huh. So what does that say about the Clippers that beat said Jazz without Kawhi Leonard? What does that say about the Jazz? I mean, you know, like, that's, that's not luck, luck or being, you know, that's just being good. So basically you're saying the Jazz aren't that good. Why they lost to the Clippers without Kawhi. Yeah, because they lost to the Clippers without their best player in six games, might I add. Uh, and, like, those six games weren't even really close. So, real quick, uh, Dan Marino did play in one Super Bowl, lost to the Niners in 85. Second, in his second year. I just don't second year. Yeah. And then, but my favorite thing is when I ask that question, if you look at people also ask, is Ray Finkel a real football player? <laughs> yes. Yes. Finkel, Finkel is Einhorn. Oh, boy. Oh, man. All right. And so we got to continue this because this is just a one show, one hit show. We got sports and wrestling today. Oh, God. So, if we get to wrestling, um, <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> – so, WWE, oh, God. So, they – I read this, and I could not stop laughing because, you know, even Marie's there with Piper Niven, who is now Dewdrop, and um, people kept posting Dewdrop as an interesting definition and so <laughs> looked it up. An out-of-shape, obese lesbian who prefers only the company of athletic women. The dude oh, drop doesn't no. want, <laughs> yeah, oh, hang around the gym. Oh. Uh, apparently, that was made in that case. I uh, hope no one starts Googling the dude drop name. That or WWE will change it just like they did the submission sorority. Oh, so, no. That might have been the top definition there all in uh, the old dictionary. Um, Coming from a company that didn't want China in the Hall of Fame because of what somebody might see when they Google it. Well, that's because somebody, I think, just put that in, what a dewdrop is on the old, uh, what is that they use for definitions now? 
What, Urban Dictionary? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. This old mayor has probably been around for a while. It might be like, you know, kind of the quiet part said out loud, which is yeah. kind of, <laughs> that seems to be like the growing trend in WWE lately with that writer getting fired. Yeah. Because uh, they fired her for saying the quiet part out loud. Right. Well, you know. so, uh, Dustin Rhodes is furious over WWE naming Piper Niven Dewdrop. He just said, and I quote, fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) It's a solid quote. (laughs) Oh, God. So we got got money in the bank coming up in um, July 18th. And the ratings for this past week's Raw, 1.57 million viewers, still a lot more than Dynamite, but that would make last night's Raw, or well, Monday night's Raw, the lowest since May 31st and fourth lowest ever. And yet it's still a million million viewers. A million and a half, yeah. It's wild. And that that more still than what AEW is like highest? And the most they pulled in was 1.2? Yep. And then uh, (laughs) also promote the shit out of that. Yep. Right. And then. And then also dumb to add to that is the fact that uh, Drew McIntyre is in Money in the Bank. So he'll probably win because he can't face Bobby Lashley, but he could cash in on Bobby Lashley. There you go. What a dude drop. Jeez, Jeez, Bruce, did you have to use that logic? That's Bruce (laughs) Pritchard logic right there. Bruce (laughs) Richard. By the way, speaking of that, um, did you guys happen to listen to that JR one yet? No, not at the time. Yeah, because I need one of you guys or both of you to tell me if that's what I heard, that he said, oh, you got to name drop him again or whatever the hell he said. Because he said, what was that guy's name again? Over the Line Sports Podcast. And he's like, over the line, got to give him the name. And then like he was just real mumbled like JR is. And I'm like, well, they said our name three times. That's good. So pretty good. It was a great question. That was in March. Uh, back in March. This is the thing: is if Dude, I have timer, if, if I have timer, I see it is when I can get him in, and usually I'm I can get something decent in there, but it's usually on like the ask someone anything. Those are the easier ones because you can just that's ask usually- a question instead of trying to run back to the pay per view or whatever the hell it is. Well, that's what I like because you've got us in there, two of them now, and uh, and it there could, could be, be more, three or more, but we just don't know yes. because I usually the only ones I listen to are usually the ask anything because that's when I have time and don't have to go back and watch something. I'm driving right. and and I'm just sitting in the office and I hear over the line sports podcast. I'm like, oh shit, we got another one, and it was about the championship belt, and he gave a great answer to it. What was the question? Yeah. What's his favorite? Yeah, what was his favorite championship belt of any promotion and at any t- any time? It was pretty good. You'll like his response. He gave a very thorough response. Good. I'll have to, I'll have to keep watching on this. And yep. As I was listening, like, consistently, and then it got to a point where you could tell where he was, like, purposely trying to get AEW over. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, I agree. 100%. And it just sounded like a hostage video. have you listened have you listened to the jeff jarrett one yet or no no what's that who's that that's a good one it's conrad is he jesus how many has he got now seven that was whoever the number seven yeah i think that drops on tuesdays i think it's called my world 
My World? Yeah. I didn't know he had that. So, so he's got what? Jarrett, Angle, Anderson, Bruce, JR, Eric, Shivani, yeah. and Tony Schiavone. Okay. Yeah. Like Conrad's like the Triple H of podcasting. <laughs> like whoever's hot at the moment, like he's gonna latch on to him. Dude, I don't know if you've looked up too. He's worth like ten million dollars. Yeah, uh, real estate more baby. with his real yeah his real estate's probably where a lot of that shit's coming too now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where most I think I think before it was eight, and then with the podcast, it's added two more onto that. So. Yeah. Oh, really? And I'm sure it probably has to do with the business because he, you know. I mean, before the podcast, I never heard about his mortgage company until that. Right. But I'm a I'm a customer of his, so I I donated, <laughs> and that's all right. Um, he got me a great deal and dropped me down to a 15 year loan. So I ain't mad about that. Yeah, you're a, you're you know you, old Barrington Bear down to a 15 year. Right. Actually, it's it's about 14 now. I think I finished that thing up in October. So. Hell yeah. Have you? Own his house outright when he's 45, 44. Well, shit, you're not even 30 yet. You're about to be 30. Oh, I'll have it paid off in 12. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I gave them my number and they were still like $120 below that. So I just still keep paying my number. Might as well pay off that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Pay it it. it off. Let's build (laughs) more money you get when you sell the thing. Right. Right now is the time to sell too, man. Just wild. But you might as well ride that out. If you're able to live in an apartment or something, it would be the time to do it. But you'd have to make that sacrifice because I wouldn't buy in this market. I'd sell, but I wouldn't buy. Exactly it. No, that's exactly you know what we did when the market started getting better. We sold, and we we gained fifty percent on our house. You know on what we bought it for, which was great back then. And uh, but now you know we've been looking at buying and building and all that shit. And I'm like, nope, we're sitting for at least two, three more years, and we rent now. Like we sold our house and decided to rent, and we've been here ever since. And there's no reason for us to go, especially right now. Fucking when when uh, when a seven sixteenths OSB or your plywood is usually $13 is going for 45. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. You it's don't wanna, fucking nuts. You do not want to build right now. God, it's not time to do it. Yeah. And gas is up. Everything's up. Stocks are up too. So I won't complain about anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll, that'll trying come to make that money there back, a little man. bit. Everyone keeps forgetting that that tax that runs through is it'll be here soon enough and everyone will have their big sell off. So they don't have to pay. 39 percent they don't have to pay 21 or whatever it is so well, that'll yeah. change. it's 21 they haven't changed the corporate tax yet but the big talk is it's going to change to 28 which is if they change to 28 it's better than 39 like it was but uh i like the 21 <laughs> as it currently stands that's nice for yeah. us at 21 that's why i tell people i'm like that shouldn't be that high right 21's 21's high but when you can write everything off under the sun and when I can talk to accountants and just, you know, tell them what I want to make for the year, that's pretty nice as a business owner. And uh, they can make it happen. That's the beautiful thing about writing everything off. And those that uh, I don't want to get into all this shit, but child tax credits, don't forget, if you're getting those advanced payments, you want to you want to defer that back to tax season instead of getting those advanced payments there, uh, Cody Bryant, because you got, what, 14 kids? Well, a happy amount wish. of money. <laughs> With 14 different mamas, too. You wish. Well, Cody, the wrong one. Cody, did you, uh, you, you defer that money or are you, you just taking it on? Uh, we'll take it on. Why not? Yeah. So, Cody, you're about to get What is that for somebody like you and, and with the gig? 
uh, the kids' ages, it's like five fifty a month for six months. Yeah, why not, man? It's only six months. Yeah, but yeah. the problem is it drops your uh, it drops your uh, child tax credit by that much too. So yeah, you get half right. now, half then. It works out in the end. Right, honestly, it'll all work itself out. It all works working. out. Um, right. Here, here's another smart thing. WWE booking. You guys will appreciate this. They applied for the trademarks of Happy Corbin. And, and Nikki Ash. Ash as an acronym standing for almost superhero. Oh, jeez. Money well spent. Money well spent. Oh, boy. So, right. what, Happy Corbin is going to come out like fucking looking like uh, Kerwin White driving a golf cart? He <laughs> 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 might. Um, Another thing is uh, NXT. We did have a title change. Swerve Scott won the North American Championship. Do you think, uh, Cody, probably specifically here, that Bronson Reed is going to move up to SmackDown or Raw? I don't know. I I mean, who do you put him with, though? That's the only thing, dude. Like, honestly, right now, top to bottom, NXT is the best WWE show right now, top to bottom. And it's not even because of, like it's just talked about everything about it is just better than Raw and SmackDown. Uh, like NXT, even though like the wrestling itself isn't all that great, but you know the stories are easy to follow, they make sense, and you know essentially everybody on TV is doing something. You know, like there, there's no, there aren't many matches like just because or and there's no you know there aren't any like repeat matches so i wouldn't be surprised if they do um a swerve scott bronson reed feud i don't see why not you know i mean they're not really doing anything so why not and bronson reed just got that title so i mean maybe they do a feud and you know just got that yeah and maybe pay it off at uh you know the next takeover or something. In August. Yeah, either uh then or even maybe November and they do the next takeover. So you know, I mean I don't know. I don't think he's gonna win it. I don't think he's gonna move up because they don't have anybody, you know, who is he gonna feud with? Yeah. It's a good point. The um let's see if I uh again, let's see if my Dollar Tree internet freezes up as I get to uh, try to go to AEW at the same time. Uh, but uh, speaking of AEW, they had Saturday Night Dynamite over the weekend. I did not watch it. I was not home. Um, but I did read this, so uh, or I read and, and saw that what happened with uh, the, the main event. Kenny Omega hit his one-winged angel on jungle to retain the AEW championship. And then just people said, great match. And then Kenny goes to attack. <laughs> this is what I love. Attack jungle boy after the match until Christian cage runs out of the, and attacks Omega, Matt Hardy and private party come out and take out Christian. Matt goes for twist of fate, but Christian reverses it to a kill switch. But the young bucks run out and super kick Christian shock. Matt hits a twist of fate on Christian and the elite and the Hardy family office stand tall at the end of dynamite 
Matt knows that that was uh, Christian's brother who was banging his old lady, right? Well, <laughs> oh man, maybe he's still confused. And then, but my favorite thing was the uh, the old tweet of uh, Jungle Boy just out in the parking lot holding that ass of Anna J. I'm like, oh shit, Jungle Boy is now Jungle Man. Like, shit. Yes, he is. Obviously, he has more charisma off camera than he does on camera. Well, they don't, they don't let, him, let him have it. He's a fucking jungle boy. He's like Tarzan. Oh, me, me jungle boy. You, Anna J. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's oh. obviously a lack, of, there's uh. a lack of charisma in AEW in general. Like, I didn't realize she's only 22. Uh, MJF just had to break his knee right there. Yeah. All for what? And then for freaking Guevara to kick out. This is what I'm saying, man. It's just stupid. Dude, that thing popped stupid. right on impact. Like, that's probably got a torn ACL. Yeah. I think so. Either that or he's just doing no, a damn No, it's not. It. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's it's yeah, it's fake. Uh, he would pull his knee pad down if it was legit. So he was yeah. selling it pretty good then. Well, maybe not. He's talking to him right now. I don't know. Everybody can't be Cody, Cody Bryant though. So, no, yeah, he, yeah. I think it might be fucked up. He was talking to him there. Yeah. I think it is. Oh, uh, so he, so I must be way behind. While well, I'm also streaming, are you streaming it? Yeah, he does a tombstone from the top. But well, I'm not I live. Know, that's man. the problem. But like, that's that dumb shit though. That's the stupid shit that. You know, like you know, that's the stupid shit that makes people mad. You know what I mean? Like, come on, dude, you just tombstone somebody off the second rope. Now, yeah. when the Undertaker was tombstoning people, he only went to his toes, and people didn't kick out of that. And yet, you come off the second rope with a tombstone, and you know he's kicking out like strong at two. Okay, he just—he's got to be fine. He just threw him from that rope. Onto his knee pad. He's got to be fine. And he just flipped him. Knees bent like crazy. He's fine. He's just selling this shit. Right. Some of the shit he's doing, there's no way he could do it on a torn ACL. Right. Like stand up. And Leftwich walked around on that thing. Oh, God. That was actually sick. I don't know where you guys are at in the thing. But, uh, he just had him up like it looked like a torture rack and flipped him and kneed him in the face. Yeah. That's pretty solid. Damn. That was pretty good. Um, also, this past weekend, the uh, the old boys at RPW had their event. Looks like it went pretty well. Um, everybody was there. And uh, I think they were sold out again. They have an event coming up actually with another uh, another organization in Indianapolis. So they're going to be doing something down there in July, which is great for them. Uh, congrats to RPW over there. And um, what I was talking to uh, to good old Peapod, who again cannot join us this weekend, unfortunately. He was looking forward to uh, having a nice conversation with Cody Bryant, and uh, but cannot now. <laughs> Sorry, Cody Bryant. But uh, so, don't tell me though. Like, that's what kind of conversation we go have? He's gonna be like, "Hey, man, you watch the last three Friday and Saturday nights because oh, we got shit. preempted by NBA." 
Yeah, did uh, exactly. <laughs> what uh, I what I wanted to, what he did request though is that somebody has to come in full NWO sting makeup for the show. <laughs> so I was going to be him, that, but <laughs> would have been him. Uh, but anyway, so boot him up. They just had the event. Everybody, it sounds like it went off really well, and they had, like I said, it was sold out. It looks like, and um, and they had, <laughs> so they made um, they. Hold on, calm yourself. I'm not there yet. Yeah, calm down. So they. Uh, oh my god. He looks bigger and bigger and bigger every time Saturday. I see. You'll see it, and then you'll know why he's not coming Saturday. Oh God, Please. is this with Jericho? Just. <laughs> Is that Sean Spears? Oh my gosh, dude. Uh, and it's 954. Oh. They still got a long time till payoff, right? Oh Lord. Are you talking about Jericho that... going under the table? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> like oh my gosh. Are you there yet, Bear? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's coming right now. I... <laughs> oh my god. What come on, man. This is why he's not coming Saturday. <laughs> Because that's all I would ask you. Like, dude, explain that. That's all I was Explain that, please. How is the match already over? They're, oh, are they going to do Fedor now? They got to hurt. They got to hurt Jericho, anyways. Yeah, he's getting ready. It's concert to time. But that's how you hurt him, huh? That's how you write him off. Just here, jump six feet and land on the floor. Roll, roll under, roll under a table. Yeah. Yep, that's uh, how they're going to write him off. Um, uh, he couldn't muster up enough to just jump into the table. And I mean, is there anybody more useless in a faction than Sean Spears? Like, um, well, and I, I do want to mention to you, Jericho, there's this thing called gravity and why he couldn't make the table. And especially at his size, <laughs> he had no shot. <laughs> nah. Oh my god! Oh shit! What a fl- that was a sick flip though, man. Right. Oh god, that tombstone. Why you think, oh, that was just dumb. Why do you think he don't do that lion salt anymore? Man? Right, right. He can't. He can't. <laughs> he can't. Yeah. He wants to. He just. He just can't. Right. Be the, be the uh, Tony the Tiger salt. I don't even want to badmouth Tony the Tiger like that. I'm sorry, Tony the Tiger. Yeah, More like the cowardly lion Tony. salt. Yeah, <laughs> The uh, uh, man, but why would you waste it? That was actually a pretty decent match. The highlights I just watched, it looks like. But why would you waste it and bring these guys out? Do a chair shot. I understand he's a heel, but you don't have to do that every fucking time. Like, uh. because they think they know better than everybody else, man. You're gonna get a whole bunch of angry people because he hit him in the head with a chair too. Like, they think they know so, better than everybody. This is my thing, though, right? So a 450 splash doesn't do it. A one uh, mm-hmm. from the second rope doesn't do it. But uh-huh. a chair shot to the head, that that does it. Yep, yep. That's what Remember, I'm saying. Mick, Mick Foley took 13 of those in a row and still didn't say, I quit. Right. Is this this uh, Cody Rhodes thing you were talking about? This is something different. I see Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes. Oh, oh, no, it's something different. The fuck is yeah, this? This ain't about his. Uh... Oh, they're showing all this shit though. Is that they realized yeah. they were short? 
on uh, the show that they're just showing all these highlights. <laughs> they were like, oh, shit, we got three minutes to kill. Mm-hmm. Who's producing for him? Dixie Carter? Probably. Yeah. Like, just imagine how good of a match that Guevara MJF match could have been for like the TNT title instead of this endless, unnecessary dinner circle pinnacle feud. Like they just could, that just could have been like a TNT title match or an AEW world title match. Mm-hmm. We could have had that match, you know, for a title instead. You know, Sammy Guevara and MJF both got drugged down by Chris Jericho because people. <laughs> I forgot they did that brass ring ladder match. So fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. I bet you. Uh, I bet you five bucks they won't show the uh, ring exploding. <laughs> right. There's Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Oh Lord, here we go. Gotta get. Gotta get Brody Lee in here. A lot of Brody. A lot of Brody. They've spots. showed him a lot. Yeah. But why probably are they, they just trying to show a timeline? Yet. Because it's been a couple of years. It's a girl. I think they're probably showing all the COVID stuff. Uh, uh, I forgot Conan's there too. Ugh. In memory of John Huber. They're going to continue to ride that. They won't show the uh, cage spot either, will they? They <laughs> did. They showed it. Did they? Yeah. yeah. The Jericho one? I'm just at them uh, with Sting, so... Oh, y'all, they showed the Jericho one. Uh, yep, they just did. I just saw oh, it. Man. You're not there yet, Bear. Um, just so I was like, I, I didn't that see place it. Was like, I thought that place was sold out. They got, Do they have less people in there now than when they first started? You know, when they first started, like that whole, like, like the whole daily so, place was full. Yeah, you, you just see saw how Urban. Like, uh, they have some shit blocked like, off. Moved down. Yep. Oh yeah, because now they're. I just got to the crowd. Yeah, they moved them down, so they yeah. don't even have it high up. So they got it tarped so, off up there. Yeah. So so not only are the view, not only is the viewership going down, your live crowds are going down already. Yeah, because that's a that's a, that's how you do the camera trick, boys and girls. Yeah. Don't show the top. That's what they'll say, though. They'll be like, oh, well, it's it's okay because... Oh, look, live next week, Road Rager. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 8 o'clock, TNT. <laughs> we here. Can you give me the old... J- How would JR say that? Whoever's got the best JR impersonation. <laughs> I don't even know if I have a JR impersonation. I don't know, man. Here next Road Rager, Road Rager, Road Rager. <laughs> 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 that's the best I can. That's my best Jr. <laughs> God damn! All right, so someone bought two belts. Jeez. The uh, and then uh, did you see FMW's yeah. having a show this weekend? And I kind of laughed at this shit. Cody, you might have already seen this, but I got to pull it back up because I was laughing pretty good at it. FMW has tweeted out a warning to anyone who attends the FMW show this 4th of July. Onita has decided that he's going to blow up the fans as well. 
<laughs> so it says, please come to the venue on the July 4th. Ask the customers in the front row on the south side and ask for the, the customers. Due to the installation of a landmine board on the south side of the venue, there's a possibility that debris from the blast will fly. Customers in the front row on the south side will be equipped with the face shield that we will distribute. Thank you for your understanding. <laughs> oh no, that no, Onita do that. Like they they don't realize like Onita said that he meant that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they would blow him up. No, that's what I'm saying. Like Onita's gonna do it. Like there's there's no unless like the fire marshal shows up and says you can't do this, like somebody probably gonna catch some shrapnel. So a great way I, to get sued. I want so I'm going to give you the five. It's going to be a mixture of ECW and WCW. Ten people, the best uh, wrestlers that were in one of the two of them and never in WWE. So and just tell me if you think they deserve to be in this top ten combination of ECW WCW. So they were never in WWE. So the great Muda. He was number one, right? He's a uh, ten of ten on here. Oh Lord. Right. Oh, Lord. Yep. So you think he needs to be there. Steve Carino. Why is he? Okay, never mind. Just go. Scott Norton. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Mikey Whipwreck. Okay. Kevin Sullivan. Oh, my gosh. Hayabusa. Norman Smiley. Okay. John Cronus. Okay. Alex Wright. <laughs> what? Well, okay, that was he's actually done. Is... He's done better later, uh, much better later outside of Wait. WCW. And then uh, New this Jack. This is the order. Yeah, like, this is the ten order? to one. Oh, okay, okay. And then New Jack's number one. Jesus Christ! <laughs> was New, this New Jack like that dude. good of a wrestler though? No, everybody's just afraid of New Jack. I mean, well, he's dead now. New Jack? I say he did now. You don't have to be afraid. Of I don't him. have to be afraid of New Jack anymore. Right, he did now. I still, uh, I still have a little fear that he might come back from the dead and kill me. But I'm not that much, not as much as I used to when he was alive. He was a bounty. Right. No way, man. He could have been listening to that shit. I right. About New Jack. Does, I, I think me and Cody just talked about this. Doesn't Alex Wright? He has a big ass promotion out uh, in in uh, Europe, doesn't he? Uh, he did at one time. Yeah. Yeah, New Europe Championship Wrestling. And it's a big deal out there, and he's he's doing much better himself. Um, he's a promoter, but he ain't yeah. Well, yeah. He, he, I think, yeah, he he's kind of staying out of that. They showed a video of him going into somewhere. I'm pretty sure he's bald now. <laughs> yeah, but that's also, you know, Alex Wright having a successful promotion in Germany is kind of like, you know, selling uh, down jackets in, in Greenland. So. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I ain't saying much, but it's not like Peapot made this list. <laughs> he may have. Here, this will kind of surprise you. I'll show you this. I just found this. This is what Alex Wright looks like now. Over here. Wow. Well, that was in 14. So that was oh, seven years ago. So, so add some eight. Well, this was him, I think, more recently. This is weird, man. Crazy, because Ric Flair signed him, too. Did he? He looks pretty big there, though. 
Yeah. Yeah, like Ric Flair signed him and wanted to push him. Is that, uh, oh. yeah, that's him. That it, there he is. That's probably him. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's wild, man. How do you, I, no, I, oh my gosh. A top 10 list of wrestlers that never wrestled for WWE that were WCW, ECW, and Great Muda is number 10. And New Jack's number one. And New Jack's number one. And Mikey Ripwreck is just in the list in general. Like, <laughs> I can't. But I like Norman Smiley there. I like Hayabusa. I, there. I mean, uh, hold on a second now. I would, I would put Ripwreck in like nine or ten. I didn't think no. he was bad. No. Uh, no. I didn't think he was that bad. Well, but did you like John Cronus his, with his, 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 his ECW? Dad? His ECW work. Not right. WCW work. Oh, I agree with you there. But that's the thing. If you're going to combine WCW and Well, they're ECW, not combining. They're not combining. They're saying ECW or WCW on this list. Like, John Cronus is in ECW alone. And Right. I, but I, that's I, what I'm saying. Even if you did just ECW if they, alone, right. Ripwreck ain't even a top 10 dude. Well, the problem is you can't, though, because every one of them went to, went to WWE, WWE at some point, yeah. eventually. Well, Steve <laughs> Carino didn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, Carino knew Jack Carino Whipwreck, but uh, I mean Sabu did, RVD. I mean, you know, all of these yeah. are going right. Obviously, Candido was oh, there before, yeah. so. But yeah, no. I, I even like Balls Mahoney was there, right? Balls, like I wouldn't even put Mikey Ripwreck. No, man, no. There's there's ten more dudes Here. that didn't go. Well, I take. Go ahead. I was gonna say I'd take nine one one or Big Dick Dudley over freaking no. Mikey Ripwreck. So oh jeez. But oh, no, 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 no. I think or when Cronus even, yeah, when Cronus though, like when he was you, you remember when he was the eliminator. Yeah, yeah exactly the with Perry Saturn. He could have came yeah. there. He was trained and he was also trained by Killer Kowalski. And yeah. so you think like the, the Triple H connection maybe could have got him there. And then, of course, with Saturn going there, could have happened. But instead, right. he stays behind and becomes part of the Gangstonators with New Jack. Oh, yeah. Hell, I'd take the, the <laughs> Pitbulls over freaking Mikey Whipwreck being on that, man. How you put Mikey Whipwreck on, you don't put the Pitbulls on. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, it is what it is. Um, Lord, oh Lord! Too many of these young, too many new dudes out here doing, doing these lists and shit. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. Well, let's wrap this shit up. We got a, we got a few things to go over off camera and uh, or off recording, and and then get the hell out of here. So thanks to Wes Anderson for moments in time and mind quarantine. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson music. Give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram at songs by Wes. Thank you to all work clothing again for the shirts this weekend. Thanks to Crandall squad and landscaping. If you provide the beer, if not, you know, still thank you because you have provided the beer and liquor in the past. And of course, thank you to Sparty Steve who pays for, our shows every year 100 200 300 and the food again thanks sparty steve and of course last but not least connell barrett datingtransformation.com again get out there waterville event center on saturday get there at noon to eat with us and watch us record at 12 30 if you don't listen to the damn show on sunday 
Independence Day, July 4th. As always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. See ya on Saturday. Yeah, make sure you bring some girls too, because uh, <laughs> my homie Pepper Jack said he bringing his best hope.